Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. It is game week, guys. Georgia football starts this Saturday, Appalachian State, 6 o'clock, between the hedges. Oh, it feels so good to be able to say that, that it's finally here. And that's what we're going to basically focus on tonight. On Field Street Forum Radio, I'm your host, The Real Dre. We'll be joined shortly by Jason Harry Dog, and I'm going to open basically the show up to anybody that wants to call in, give us your predictions on the season, maybe give your predictions on the uh, college football playoff. Just give us an idea, you know, kind of where your head's at. What are your expectations for the dogs this year? You know, I've heard all the pundits, I've heard a lot of them kind of you know, a wide range of, of, you know, anything from they're terrible to, uh, you know, being around 7-5, 8-4 again to, of course, Barrett Selly saying Georgia's going to the college football playoff. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Where does your – what is your heart telling – I mean, obviously your heart's telling you you want Georgia to win every game. What is your head telling you? Do you feel like – the season sets up well for the dogs. Does the, does the talent on the roster set up well enough to to be able to sustain, you know, twelve games plus the SEC championship game plus potentially two more games in a college football playoff? It's uh, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, the Kirby's really built up the talent on the roster. You know, getting it near where it needs to be, but, you know, are they fully back yet? Uh, so much is going to depend on how that offensive line gels and comes out. Um, can they sustain it? Can they – can Pittman get them to be able to handle, you know, handle the the different line blitzes and stunts and twists and everything that's going to happen, you know? People, defensive coordinators are going to throw everything at this young offensive line. Um, hopefully talent can win out. I mean, I think it's got to be better than than last year. Uh, the talent pool is better and, and certainly to work with that, that Pittman has to work with, that uh, Cheney has to work with. Um, you know, what can they throw out? What can they handle? I mean, it's going to be just – I don't know. The big thing is it's back. That's all I know. I, I'm glad. Uh, everybody's glad. I guess everybody watched some football last week. Uh, Oregon State got hammered by the Fighting Bobos out of Colorado State, baby. Uh, Rice, of course, you know, went to Australia and got beat down 62-7. to uh, So, you know, but it's time for the dogs to, to tee it up this year, tee it up this week, and it and it's couldn't come at a better time. It's, it seems like it's taken forever to get here. Um, throw it to the phones real quick. We've got a couple of people on the line. Field Street Forum Radio, who do we have? North Georgia? Just listening in? All right, I'll take that. All right, Field Street Forum Radio, who do we have? Caller from Central Georgia. Hey, it's Blue. I'm just listening. Blue, what's up, homie? How are you? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm going to hold you on here for a few minutes at least. <laughs> okay. Are you by yourself? 
So far, yeah. Uh, uh, but I know Jason's on the on the way. Where's yeah? I was gonna say where's the ninja? I know, man. He's. I'm gonna guess he's probably eating dinner. <laughs> I did this. I did the same thing. So just finished up. Uh, got on here. Um, uh, but man, what what's your? I've you know I've kind of seen some of your thoughts on on Field Street Forum on the boards and everything, and I think you're kind of like most fans, kind of give us your you know where are you, where are your, what are your thoughts coming into the season? What are your expectations? Um, I don't know. I mean. The board is a, is a kind of a strange place to hang out sometimes. You've got the people that are uber opinionated on certain things. I'm just a fan, you know, that that likes right. to watch the game. And and I was, I don't care who the coach was. I've, you know, who were playing, go dogs, kind of thing. Right. But what I what I'd like to see is I'm really excited about this offensive line coach. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm concerned that we're Gonna have to, uh, and I consider myself a casual fan. I'm not trying to talk like I know more than than I do, but I love to watch the offensive line. And the common question is, you know, are we going to be any better? And the short answer is, I really don't think so. Mm-hmm. But but for different reasons, um, I think physically they couldn't compete last year. I mean the 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 size and strength and where guys were playing guards playing tackles. We didn't have any tackles really that were that great. Um, and our interior guys were, were small and getting blown up. So, mm-hmm. you know, nickel state, all of that. They just, I mean, people load the box because of the formation, but they also load the box because they know you're going to run and they're just going to manhandle you right up their gut. And I think we've got physically we've got better better athletes coming in, but they're so young that they I don't think they'll look great because I think they're going to have mental errors and all that maturation that goes with a true freshman lineman. Mm-hmm. So I think the performance will will appear similar to people that aren't watching it intensely mm-hmm. but it but the good news is I really do think they have the best coach for that position at this point in time and he'll I think he'll do a good job with these kids and you'll see them gradually improve I just they could come out and play a lot better than I think they will and and surprise me and all of that but I'm just trying to temper my expectations with a little bit of reality I think the defense yeah. will be better um, I think mm-hmm. the quarterback play will be better. But I still think we've got – to ask Sam Pittman to fix several years of neglect on the offensive line with a season and a half to recruit, coach, and train, is asking an awful lot. Right. But he's got some horses. I think he'll do good. But, you know, that's just the ramblings of a guy sitting on his couch eating Cheetos. I mean, I'm – I'm, I'm no authority on any of this. I just love the dog like everybody else. Oh, yeah. That's, like the, and that's, that's the fun thing about this show is that it kind of gives a voice to the guys like us that kind of, you know, just yeah. don't even have expectations, really, you know? I mean, you know, well, kind of. I just think it's appropriate. I always want to give a disclaimer that, you know, nobody thinks that I'm trying to 
be something I'm not. I mean, if I had any football, serious football ability or knowledge as a coach or do whatever, I'd be doing something different than what I do for a living because I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to do it. But right. I, I, do, I do like to follow the linemen. Um, they're just fun to watch. I think our skill positions on offense are, are looking better, even at receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, although that's not a position that I claim to know much about. I think our yeah. quarterbacks are squared away. I think we got three guys that can play, but two of them are real young. And one of them, and the senior doesn't have a whole lot of experience, but we got somebody to throw out on the field, 3D. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think things are good. Yeah. Staff's had a whole year. I think this, uh, it, by from the novice eye, the strength and conditioning guys look like you're doing a fantastic job. That looks like it's a big improvement. Obviously, the facilities are helping. Um, I just think we're, I think we're close. I, I just hope that if we lose three games, God forbid four games, that the fan base doesn't implode. Right. Well, I mean, you look at the, you do look at the schedule, and I. Uh, there's some big games on there, but really, again, but I, the, the scary thing is, I said this kind of last year, was there, there were, there wasn't any games that I didn't think Georgia could could not have won last year, you know? No, and, uh, and they were close, and and but at the same breath, you know, there wasn't a game that I didn't think we couldn't lose, except, well, even, you know, I was looking at Nicholson, well, we won't lose that one, but you know, I mean, we were all right. over the place, right? And I, with some obvious problems, but that coaching staff. Cutting out, Blue. Um, I said, when did our staff even get on the ground last year? Mid-January. Uh, yeah, after the after the uh, title game last year for Alabama. Um. And they get well, the staff no, put together. It was it's tough. I said it was just, I think, you know, you're building an organization, redoing everything, and guys don't even know where their parking spaces are. You inherited <laughs> a team that's got a deficit in certain position groups, and you got a freshman quarterback. Right. And you get what you get. Uh, hopefully this right. year some of those close games will break the other way and people feel better about it. Right. Um, I don't think Saturday's well, going to be a cakewalk. No. Well, let's let's we'll get into the season opener now. We got uh, Jason Perry Dog has joined the program. Everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, brother? How has, man, uh, I hire that man as assistant offensive line coach today. <laughs> I don't know why. There's no I, reason to. And here's here's the frustrating thing to me, and it kind of alludes to what you're saying. If you know, let's, worst case scenario, something happens and Georgia does go eight and four again this year, seven and five. Man, you know, what's your mouth I'm, I'm already seeing it on Facebook. People saying, "Oh, we need to if that if you know if we don't win big this year." Kirby's got to man up and and fire Cheney and fire Pittman too. And I was like, dude, what in the world is the matter? 
Do people not Whoever follow said football? that needs to be fired as a fan. You're fired. Exactly. What a for to say something like that. Um, I'm You're hoping fired. That, yeah, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that somebody else's fan trying to trying to fake their way through it as a Georgia fan just to be a, a negative dog. But, well, um, there's you guys know. I mean, how how many people do you know that are big Georgia fans, but they don't follow it except on Saturday. Yeah. And whatever Herb Street or whoever tells them in the pregame is the gospel, or whatever they right. read in the in the journal or something. They're not truly watching it, and when they watch the game, they're half lit. They're, which I can't say I'm not, but you know, <laughs> if you're going to critique it and and you're going to make accusations like that, you would think you know if some of these people that really follow it say that then then, you know, you want to listen to it. But if you ask them to give you the next five sentences of their argument, they can't do it. Right. Well, well, we lost. There's no why. I mean, when you're starting center, tough little kid that he was just gets two fists in the chest plate and he's three yards deep stepping on his quarterback's feet or – He's bumping into the running back before he can get to the hole, you know, and the guards. Are, it, it's just you can't do much with that. And then right. you've got a kid that was at his high school prom, the thing they like to say, less than a year earlier, and now he's in playing between the hedges with, against Tennessee, and he dumps it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. He just – you can't, you can't hold coaches account for that, especially when every other indicator, recruiting, fundraising, facilities, and all that is going the right direction. Because that's an, that's effort, that's work. But you got to have you got to have the players. We had some good players, some exceptional players, but. Uh, we had we had no depth and we weren't balanced. And you can tell me we got three of the best tight ends in college football. That's great, but you play one sometimes two at a time. That's it. I mean, yeah, you can have four tight ends. If this was the NFL, you'd trade two of them for a left tackle, but you can't do that in college. So you got to go get one. Well, you can't trade for one, and transfers usually don't work out. So you're four years from having some stud redshirt junior left tackle or or senior, true senior tackle that can dominate. And people want that overnight. It ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Three years. I yeah, mean, people – it's unbelievable people don't look at the track record of somebody like a, a Sam Pittman or even a Cheney for that matter. But a Pittman especially. Look at the kids he's brought in just recruiting-wise, like you said. But then yeah, you also, you well, know, Cheney, the, the track record of guys that he was put in the NFL. I, I, it just, it's a baffling statement to even question. I can't, you know, the offensive I can't line verify, right. Dre, but they get a lot of people give Pittman. I mean, not Pittman, Cheney. Um, and I don't know if this is true, but I've read several places. A lot of people think Cheney invented the damn RPO. Yeah. Um. So. I know Cheney's, Cheney, Cheney's fine. Play right. calling, you know, 
yeah, there were some bad play calls. Sure there was. Find a, a D1 program that doesn't. Uh, and right. even the ones that win the championship, Clemson could show that. They just could overcome it. I mean, it's a game. It, their mistakes are made. It's can you can you out outproduce your mistakes? And you got to do that with talent. There's not a whole lot of trickeration goes on anymore in college football. They got too much stuff, too much knowledge, too many assistants. To, nobody's going to be just baffled. Nobody's going to invent a new offense and blow anybody's mind. Blocking no. and tackling. When you can't block, I don't care if you got Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. If you can't block, you can't run. Right. You can't pass, you can't run. If you can't run, you can't pass. I mean, it's the same game everybody that's a fan played in Wee ball. Yep. Um, you know, Georgia's got to be where I mean, that's that's the thing I've loved about Kirby so far is he's really stressed and and preached to everybody that this Appalachian State team is coming in not just to collect a check. I mean, obviously looking back at their history, the Michigan game was 10-year anniversary. Tennessee last year they went in. They've beaten a lot of good teams. I think Kirby keeps saying they they're the third highest winning program over the last, I believe, three years, I believe he said, uh, behind Alabama and Ohio State. So yep. the team knows how to win, you know, and yep. you get a team like that with experience in key positions like at quarterback and running back like they have, it's it's a it could be a recipe for a, a disastrous opening day for Georgia. Um, it could be. But, now, I, don't, I don't think Georgia's going to come out flat. And right. I don't think no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried they'll come out tight. Yeah. You know, or or over over amped. Yeah. And I think uh, it's good but, to have that night, night game though. I mean, to exactly. have that six o'clock kick is going to help. You know, just to you know, instead of a noon kick. I mean, everybody's going to be fired up and amped up anyway. But even at noon. Are you? But are you or Jason going? Kick. Yeah, I'm going. Lucky dog. Well, when you come up, you're going to come up Georgia 15. I may do so. If you do, give me a call. You got my number. Right. We'll feed you. All right. Hey, that sounds good. <laughs> you got a clean toilet. You don't have to use the dairy lane. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I'm, you know. Jason, take off again. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. No, I think he's here. No, he's on there. Um, you know, what – Kind of what's your – what's the things to look out for in your mind? Do you feel like – he said that that's the best defensive team he's seen on film. I he's going to say that, but it's the best defensive team he's seen in film-wise so far. And I know I, other than just being the first game because he looks multiple well, you games know, down the season. I, I could watch the film and not be able to, to probably give you any, any insight to any of it. Um I just think historically those teams are proud programs. They're well coached. They're probably fairly balanced. And uh they'll have a couple of players that could have played on our roster out of out of twenty two, but not you know, they may have one or two guys that could, could play for us to start, mm-hmm. but their second their second string and their first string are probably very sharp. You know, those schools don't tend to have people leave early for the NFL. Right. They they tend to be uh, – fewer of them tend to have NFL dreams and are there for college and and uh, not to 
say anything negative about major D1 programs, but from having been around those kind of athletes, they're just different athletes. And I guarantee you they all know their assignment. They'll all be in the right place. I don't think they're going to be out of position. And I think they're going to be, they may be a half a second slow and an inch too short and a vertical leap a hair slow, but they're every bit as courageous and tough. Mm -hmm. And they're going to show up to try and make a statement. And, you know, the people like to say trap game. I don't know if it's, if they're truly a trap. I mean, everybody knows what can happen, but that's their, that's their, probably their biggest game of the year in terms of national attention. Prestige, yeah. And you've been Jason, what, what's time. your, uh, you know, what do you think? I mean, is it just coach speak for, for Kirby that he's doing, you think? Or, I mean, no, I what's think kind of your legitimate. Life? I think he's coached enough football to know and played, played enough to know what could happen. And I'm sure that he's got his kids. Uh, jacked up, but I guarantee I would, I mean, I don't have the rosters, but I bet if somebody went through position by position and compared game starts, the the the, the visitors would have statistically a lot more starts under their belt than our kids. Oh, yeah. You know, you know you're going to get juniors and seniors playing freshmen, redshirt freshmen, and sophomores with a few seniors sprinkled in. Right. So, I don't hey, know how Jay, that... what, what do you, what would be your, you know, your pitch, or, or how would, how do you see this playing out? Do you feel like it's going to be something maybe close early on and the talent and depth wins out? You know, how scary of a game is this for, for Georgia, in your opinion, Jason? Talking to me? Yeah. Man, I don't know nothing about a football. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I don't ah. It's hard because, I mean, yeah, everybody brings up the whole Michigan thing because it's one of the biggest upsets in history. I understand that. You got to look at Tennessee last year. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But then Miami beat them and blew them out 45-10 to 10 last year. Right. So, I mean, it's not like they're playing every single D1 team they play to the wire. And, I mean, I think you got – you can have a much more mature team than what we've had in a while. Yeah. And, and I think I think we'll – I think we'll out-athlete them on defense if they can play within themselves and not get too crazy. I think have it's really hard it? for them jokers to score. I, even though they have that SEC-type running back. And that, you know, old quarterback, five, fifth year. I think it's going to be tough for them to score, dude. Yeah, you're referencing, uh, yeah, Taylor Lamb, who's actually from Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. His dad is a former uh, Furman coach, I believe, Bobby Lamb, and he's at uh, Mercer right now. And then his, isn't his grandfather like a major high school coach? Yeah, yeah well, there's a bunch of Lambs up in there. And, well, that's yeah. the other thing, though. I think they think it's. Somewhere between fifteen, somewhere between fourteen and seventeen players from the state of Georgia. Oh, okay. And, you know, UGA probably didn't get a look to in many of them, if any. Right. But With I mean, the camp you know, you and stuff like that. that. Yeah, you still got that whole thing going, you know. 
I mean, right. it's not, I mean, it's a lot of the, a lot of the same with Georgia Tech. I mean, how many times do we actually battle them for somebody? Right. But I mean, they still get a bunch of kids from Georgia, and they still hate their guts. So I'm sure right. that I'm sure yeah. they'll be able to prove something. And, beat, and Jason has beaten us lately. I could I could see him not making it a blowout, but I don't know. I think I think. I don't know. I can. We're going to find. You get to see what we got, Jason, and that—that that to me is the most interesting thing. Yeah, that's um, a hard one. Gonna, I mean, golly, you know. I mean, you see Jacob Eason at practice, and you know the little time, well, the three hours or however that we did see him during the first scrimmage, he was doing. Some of the same stuff, but not nearly as much. And and he looked like on the short passes he had a lot more touch, and he was definitely a better looking leader to me. So I mean, mm-hmm. you got that aspect where, okay, how much does he actually progress? And you're not going to see it until you see him on the field against competition. Mm-hmm. I think I think the receivers are much deeper and much better. I think I think Nicole Herman is going to shock some people how good he is. Yeah, because I think the last thing, you know, last time people remember seeing Nicole at receiver was in the uh, Army All America game. I think he had a couple drops and stuff like that. And that's obviously nothing you can really use as your, you know, your your predictor for for how a guy is going to play on the field in in college. But you know, coming from well, high school. He was- Quarterback. He played and, quarterback and what, last, at, at least his last two years in high school, he played quarterback. Right. So, I mean, you're going to have some of that. I mean, you got to let the kid grow up. And then right. his first year, he played more DV. So, I mean, right. I mean, you know, I mean, the same thing with Ethan. Same thing with, like Lou was saying earlier, with the younger offensive linemen. I mean, you got to give them a chance to grow up. Looked like we may have hit it lucky with Andrew Thomas, and he's much more yeah. mature than what a true freshman tackle should be. But, I mean, yeah. still, body-wise, you can still tell, you know, he's he's got some, you know, a little bit of work to do. But, I mean, you got to let these kids grow up, man. Mm-hmm. Well, alignment, alignment, I don't know if I can even say this on the radio, but it seems like it takes alignment an extra year or two for his next draft. <laughs> you know, like, like a puppy. Look at Crowder that played for Clemson that we wanted, and and Brown that's an All American at Oklahoma. We didn't want Brown; he's too fat, he's sloppy, and he was just covered in baby fat. Because he's he's three hundred twenty pounds; it's all fluff. He's still carrying that three hundred twenty pounds and moving with it. And you let him grow up, and it's just so hard. They're like cattle. I mean, you got to feed them out. You gotta let them mm-hmm. grow, and and we I think we've got some really physically talented kids that in about two years are gonna look scary. Yeah, well, and that's Ooh. the thing with uh, you know, with this offensive line, it's the most talented, deepest offensive line we've had in in years. But it's and, young, you know, and that's what I'm saying. That it's young, but and if you, if you don't know the truth, give me. Talent over experience a lot of the times, especially, at, you know, I'm you just praying that we don't see the – between the, the size and, and 
you know, God-given ability that these kids have already mixed with enough of, you know, a year to <clears throat> almost two years, I guess, for, for, for Cleveland or a full – well, a full one full season plus what he's gone through uh, in the off season. You know, we're not going to see the guys getting, you know, blown away. And, and a lot of it's going to be the speed rush that you have to watch out for. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that footwork is so much better. And that's what's so special, I think, about, you know, you mentioned Thomas and even Wilson and, and uh, Wynn being one of the one of the few majorly experienced guys that they well, do have forget, really good footwork. Don't forget you know? that Juco kid that came in. He can move, too. Um Yeah. He can move, but he hasn't been able to really crack that too deep, I don't think. Um, no, not yet. But, I mean, but there's – there's um. Hopefully. Hopefully that light will come on soon for him. Yeah. Yeah. You will see. The one, the one main thing, you know, you got to worry. I, I'm, I'm with you, Greg. Give me the freaking talent over the experience. But <laughs> the one thing that you kind of – your dear God, knock on wood, hoping – won't happen is missed assignments and letting somebody blow the quarterback the hell up. Right. Well, that's well, what we were the, talking about good, earlier. The right? good thing about that, though, is the experience of running back you have behind them that might be able to pick something like that up in passing situations. Right. So hopefully, you know, oh, gosh. I honestly well, believe, y'all, that you are free more than any other part of that program is you will be able to see dramatic, barring injuries, you'll be able to see dramatic improvement in the blocking from week one to, say, week eight. Right. You will see you will see them gel, get more confident, get more honoring. You'll see them move smoother. You'll see, and maybe they could do that now, but, you know, we don't get to watch the practices. We don't. Right. So I'm just kind of going by what I think I'm going to see Saturday. Well, I don't, and you don't know, but when you get to the point of where, again, I, I think I've said it probably every podcast since we brought in these, this young talented crew, you know, kids is that's get them to the point where they're not thinking about it, you know, where they're just yeah. playing ball, you know, that's, it's not thinking, okay, this guy's doing this. So I need, because by the time you think that, that guy's past you. And, and just like you said, Jason, it's, you know, he's blowing up the quarterback, you know, um, leading to a possible turnover or, or worse. But And we don't know. have a dual-threat quarterback yet. <laughs> yeah, yet. Hey, Jason, you know, we've <laughs> talked several times about several of these guys um, at other positions. You know, it, it's kind of everybody likes to be cool and say, hey, the, the speed of the game, the game's finally slowed down for him. Anybody who thinks that's not also true for an offensive lineman has not really paid attention. You know, whether you're picking up blitzes or when to double or when to when to slide, and, and that stuff does all slow down to where a kid goes out there, say at a guard, he's an uncovered guard, and his head's on a swivel, and it's a three-second drop, gone, ball's gone. He has no idea what happens. But eventually he can feel and see everywhere he's supposed to be, and he will be there. And the fact that these kids are big, fast, and going to be well coached, I think they'll pick that up pretty quick. I really do. Yeah. And it's like like quarterback or any other position, all of a sudden they go, ah, 
I get it. I, I know where I'm supposed to be. I know how I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And and they just need reps. They just need to get beat on for six, eight games, and I think they'll be pretty pretty damn good. Right. Well, going back to the to the opener here against Appalachian State, all these people, all the the media guys and experts, you know, we saw the Bovada or one of the gambling sites had a predicted score of, you know, Appalachia State 35, Georgia 28 or something, something like that. And, uh, you know, you hear some of the people saying, oh, this could be an upset kind of game. But here's what I want. If and when Georgia knocks Appalachian State around Saturday and wins by two, three touchdowns or something like that, will those media folks and everybody give Georgia credit for winning a game that they were thinking that they could lose? You know, for, for hammering not. a team. Huh? Absolutely not. That's why you don't want to schedule dangerous games like this. Mm-hmm. Because you get none of the credit if you beat them. You're supposed to do it. And then, you know, they're, you know, I mean, they're a strong team. They're obviously a strong team. Right. And then, but if they come close to you, then you're the sucker. That's why I'm like, right. if you're on schedule somebody like this, just go on the schedule like freaking Oregon or Ohio State or something. Dear God. Yeah, go play in the don't or the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Or I'm wondering if we're ever gonna, you know, if we're gonna have a Jerry's World game or, or again, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium up there. Or um, I'm all for but, those neutral but, site games. But, but it's tougher but for then, Georgia. But then, we, but then we say that and beat Nichols by two. So I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, Jason, you know, I, tough Nichols State team. I I used to feel kind of like you did, but you know, the why play them and. But so with that part, I agree. But with the media giving us credit, I think the media the media will give us too much credit. You know, we beat North Carolina, and right everybody's like, "Oh, they're going to be national champions." Yeah, I want to. I want to obviously win the game, but I want there to be plenty of you know moments where the team can build from, the team, you know, coaches can point to this, say, look, we need to work better, you know, coachable moments and things like that, but not be in any danger of losing the game, obviously. I mean, uh, you can really look at it from both ways, though. Sure so sometimes you have my type where it's like, okay, schedule me a hardcore game or schedule me a nobody where I can get some of these younger guys some playing time. Right. But then, I mean, if you look at it from the other side – schedule a team like App State, that's going to be, you know, they're going to play you tough. You're going to remember who you played. And they're going to play you tough, and they're going to make you play disciplined. Right. So, I mean, that should help down the line. So, I mean, I can see it both ways. I'm just type of like, just give me a good game or give me one where the freshmen are supposed to get a lot of playing time like they should have last year. Like Nichols. Um Yeah, it's a game where you you know it's going to be tough, but you just gotta you just have to think if if this is the if if this program is going to turn the corner, so to speak, this is the kind of game where you have you have to you know force your will over the other team. You know, you have to you know just play your game, and that's what kind of what I've said before. You know, where you have to. Your biggest competition has to be playing up to your own expectations, not where, not what the other team's doing, not what the other team brings. You know, I mean, it's it's to the it's to the point where we've got getting the talent there. We're 
improving. The mindset has just got to improve, and that's where Georgia's got to take the next step. Some people were saying today, you know, this game, you know, Georgia, again, same thing. People were saying, oh, Georgia just doesn't – they never blow people out anyway, so that's always down to the wire. So that's got to change. We can't, you know, screw around with teams that you should you should win by 10, you know, 21, 10 to 21 points, something like that. Take care of business, get it done, and that's when the program will start changing, when that's, you know, that's your focus. Your focus is your, is making sure you play up to your level of expectations. And this is the kind of game that can, can make that happen, you know. Take care of business like you're supposed to. I'll tell you this. The defense I saw playing that scrimmage, the two yeah. deep defense I saw playing that scrimmage. Oof. It's tough to see App State scoring more than 20 on them. I mean, maybe I see a touchdown or two, maybe a good drive, and maybe a bust. Right. But I, it's hard to see App State scoring a lot on that defense. Yeah. Because there were some big dudes flying over that field. Can. Could the the young, well, I say young secondary, and now Dom Sanders losing Malcolm Parrish is hurt, but they're saying he may come back, but I think that's more of nah, he ain't gonna play. Just just putting it in the in the other coach's mind that he may. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't gonna, gonna play. Him. I mean, but you got Sanders and you got Davis, so I mean, they're good out right. here. You got, I mean, you got Baker. He played all last year, right? So I mean, really, you're talking about just one freshman that's going to be back there. I mean, Reed's right. a new word, but Reed played at Tulsa, and he had to sit last year. But, you know, I mean, he's no, he's no young buck, though. Right. And so, I mean, really, the main one you have to worry about is having a slug account in there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'll take, I'll take that problem because in that front seven, we're as deep as you can get. Right. I mean, you're uh, talking you're talking four deep inside linebacker, four deep outside linebacker, nine deep defensive line. I mean, them, them boys, and they were some big dudes flying mm-hmm. towards the ball. I, I heard they I looked really shocked. fast, Jason. What did you think? I was I was shocked. Even even the D linemen were flying sideline to sideline to the ball. Mm. Man, you're making think, me Randy. I think the <laughs> I think the prevailing thought was nasty. <laughs> oh, it was nasty. I was oh <laughs> man, it was nasty. I was like, I I, I had a smile. I, I had a smile the whole time I was watching them. I was like, okay, we might have a little something this year. <laughs> That's cool. Right, right. Um. I guess, uh, and, and, I, and, and I think the other, and which I mean, this is obvious because Kirby Smart put in himself, but I think, I think where everybody else is going to be, I don't know if you'd say shocked, but impressed is with, I think you're going to be more impressed with the special team play. I mean, they even concentrate on that, just like whole ball camp. As far as kickoffs, as far as punts, as far as coverage, the whole nine yards. I mean, and I mean, I mean, just look at the returners, Steve. You're going from yeah. Reggie Davis to Sony Michelle and Mikola Hardman returning kicks. Mm-hmm. 
And then you How go through that? Isaiah McKenzie, number two back there, returning punts with <laughs> Terry Godwin and McCole. Yeah, I mean you got you got a new punter that can just boom it. The I mean, I've, I'm still not sure. I'm, I mean, I know I only saw one scrimmage, so I mean, it's like Blue said earlier. If I really knew what I was talking about, then I'd be making a whole lot more money on what I'm making. <laughs> but I mean, even with definitely with the punter, the ball just looked different coming off of the foot. But even with the kicking, the ball looked different coming off the kicker's foot. The new kicker, the Whopper guy. How'd the quarterbacks look, Jason? How'd what? How'd the quarterbacks look? I'm sorry. Eason looked more comfortable. He looked more poised. There was two or three times we saw where he still held on to the ball too long, where he could have had a long pass, you know, pass. Mm-hmm. He, he, he looked like he had a lot more touch on his shorter and medium passes. He definitely looked like he was more vocal, more comfortable in the huddle, more comfortable leading the team, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I think he's progressing. You know, he still has some to go because he's holding on to the ball too long. And then Tom, I heard- I, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'll tell you the exact words I said, and and don't take this the wrong way because I freaking love Jake Trump. When they started off, they started off ones versus twos, and you know, obviously Jake Fromm was against the number one defense, so it's had a lot to do with it. But, I mean, he was throwing in the double teams, steering the receivers down, everything you would expect a freshman to do. Mm-hmm. And, and and it was just ones and twos, ones against two. So, you know, he had the entire second-string offense. So this did have a lot to do with it. But I I looked over at Chevy and whispered to him, I was like, whoever said this guy started by Lisa and a stupid because he looks like Rap right now, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, and I mean, I wasn't mentioning my words because I think he's great and I love him to death. But he, I to begin with, he looked like crap. But then when they went twos against twos, he was throwing dimes and looked like wow. Well, that's Aaron. That's, Aaron that's Murray. exactly the guy I talked to said described it the same way you did. He did, he did say though he thought that front. He said, "What did he say?" The Fromm kid's not ready, but he's got moxie. He does. Very much Aaron Murray-esque. Hmm. Um, and I, when I say he was dropping dimes against the PC, he was dropping dimes, long dimes. Well, how, how do you guys man. see it? I know the quarterback's going to be important, but Saturday, if y'all remember, kind of thinking back to last year, in the season opener for Appalachia State against Tennessee, Tennessee struggled able to run the ball last year. They, I think they had to kind of lean on Dobbs almost to really to, to gain, get the ground game going. Looks like App State's got a few of their defense bends back and, you know, a couple of outside linebackers. But I think up the middle they, they're replacing a lot, you know, middle linebackers and, uh, and tackles. Hopefully that can play into Georgia's hands with, with Chubb, Sony, Swift, et cetera, plus – a bigger offensive line this year should be able to hopefully mash up the middle and be able to, to pick up some op- – soften up the defense a good bit. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this, too. Last year, it's like Catalina left, then Wynn, then Coobs, then Galliard, and then – who was it? Who was it the right tackle? Was it Colton Houston? Was he Pike. Pike. Houston Pike. Why do I keep getting them mixed up? It was Pike. So – 
right, that's your O-line last year. You had, like, two behind them that can come in. One was Sims, who was undersized. And he was, I don't know, I can't remember who the other was. I mean, mainly Sims, really. So, when those dudes got pushed back three yards on the backfield, what seemed like, dear God, half the plays from scrimmage we had, and I know it wasn't, I know I'm exaggerating, but it just seemed like it. We didn't have anybody put in. We, we just tried to get, keep getting pushed around because we didn't have anybody else put in. By God, I'd be willing to bet you we're deep enough this year at offensive tackle, at offensive tackle and offensive guard. I'd be willing to bet you that we're deep enough this year that you got about one time to get pushed three yards into the backfield and somebody else is going in. Yep. Right. And you got what, what did you think about that wild, whatever they call the wild dog, all those cats that were putting in the backfield of the scrimmage that I heard about? They, 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 got, a little, they got a little something going there. I mean, is that something we're not supposed to talk about? Uh, they got a little something going there. I hear you. Because that's, that's all I kept hearing about. I was like, you're going to see this. You're going to see it against that state. But. My favorite was when... Okay, we can, we can go. We can go here. All right. My favorite was when Swift and Sony were in the backfield at the same time in shotgun with Ethan. Mm-hmm. And they'd run a couple of plays and, you know, fake the one and the other go the other way and then, you know, sweeps out to the left and throw the ball to them. And and and, and then all of a sudden you're in a different formation and, and Swift's in the slot. Mm-hmm. And uh, then all of a sudden you're back to two in the backfield and then all of a sudden the quarterback's under center with Tony back there and Swift's in the slot. And then you got freaking uh, – Nada and Warner going in there, and you know this is like a different set with Nada and Warner out there and Chubb out there. Chubb's in the backfield, Nada and Warner in tight, and then all of a sudden the next play, Nada and Warner split out wide, mm-hmm. and then Nada and Warner in the slot, and the next play they're going five wide with Chubb in the slot. Well, I was told with all this, all that stuff that you're talking about that if they ran a hurry-up offense with all that, there is no way in hell a defensive coordinator would be able to. And and they're going to run it fast, and you're not going to, I mean, you're not going to stop it. Yeah. I I saw Jeff Blazevich play out wide more than I saw him play inside, practice-wise, during the scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's Jeff doing out there? I was like, who's the big white boy? I was like, whoa, this is Jeff. (laughs) I'm going, I mean, I'm going to, and then I'm the going next to the play, coach. Then the next play, Warner would be at more H-back, and Nauta would either be, you know, playing in tight or split out in the slot and then split out. I mean, they're, they're doing some stuff. Did they try McBride at offense at all? No, I didn't see any of it. I don't think they will. Okay, I, I, I guarantee he's going to be a gangbuster on special teams this, this year. Yeah, I was about to say, was he even getting many reps on defense? Was he running with the twos at all, or what? Yeah, I think you'll see Taylor, and you know, you got a you got a very strong three rotation with Reggie Carter back there. I think, I right. think Taylor's going to be your fourth one. Okay, 
Um, I don't think you'll see McBride corrected. You're going to see, you know, obviously Bellamy and Carter. And then, I mean, of course, everybody knows Walker can tag him, rush the passer like it ain't nobody's business. Yes. And I think Walter Grant's up to that fourth spot. He's a Cairo kid, isn't he? Yes. Yes. That's a man right there. And he's the one everybody was talking about. Because we, we've been doing this long enough that we know to watch out for them South Georgia boys. <laughs> mm. He's probably wow. why Chauncey quit. <laughs> I, I was the same way with the, with, the way, with the Waco guys. You get one of them, you know you got something. And yeah, Walter that, Grant, that he didn't. So he didn't do any of the camps and any of the seven on seven stuff and all that. So, so you know, it kind yeah, of kept where there's and you know you don't really go to K too much to see a ton of recruits because yeah, you know these guys Grant go to the Atlanta it. area and see a thousand recruits in the two days when you go to K and you're driving four hours to see Walter Grant. Right. That's but he was I mean, about as under the radar of a. Of a Elite defensive or defensive end outside linebacker as you could find. He's a bad dude. I'm telling you. I, I know. Fun. I know some folks from down there, and they said he he is a, a beast. That dude will lift a house. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna be one of the guys that after the game, if he gets to play, that after the game, people are gonna go, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> right. Or they're well, talking about him. I can't remember who said it. I think either saw it or read it today. But they were uh oh, it was one of the uh one of the player interviews yesterday. They were talking about him and they were like, And you look out there and you see that eighty four, he's starting to smile. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody knows Floyd wore eighty four and it's like it's just mm-hmm. like Floyd's out there again. Mhm. That ain't all bad. No. I actually thought it was interesting that uh, they had Lorenzo Carter playing some first-team stars today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Instead of going 3-4, they moved them back a little bit and ran more of like a 3-3-5 three, three, type. Hmm. Hmm. That could be – that could open up a whole another can of possibilities right there. Well, if they're gonna run the three three five. That Trent, I bet Trent looking nasty. I promise you, yes. Yeah, I mean Trent's gonna look like Smith, the guy that played for the Bills. Bad things, that, man. Bad and that's, things. That's another reason it's hard to tell with our offensive line. I mean, they're having to block Trent and Ledbetter every single day, so it's like, yeah, they're getting blown up some. Everybody's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to see him against other people and and kind of see what happens too. All right, um, predictions on uh, for the game Saturday. Jason, you go, you go first. You want to give a score, or a little synopsis, or what? Oh, uh, you throw me about a thirty-five to thirteen. How about that? All right. Blue, what you got? Uh, 38-17, but it's close to halftime. All right. I think Georgia wins as well. Not a big – I don't like doing predicting Georgia games, but I've got to because 
That's what we're doing tonight. Because <laughs> you're the host. Because you're the host. Well, you you made us, so you have to. I know. I'll say. Uh, I'll say we we score a couple late with Brom as well. Go uh, forty five, seventeen, and uh, get ready you, for the next week. Y'all tell uh, me something crazy. Is there part of you, any part of either one of you, though, that deep down inside? is just hopeful enough that maybe this team's as good as we think it could be. And they walk out there and manhandle them like 72 to 3 or something. It's just a track meet from day one under the lights. I mean, I'd love is that to. possible? Could we ever see that? I mean, do you think that could happen? Eventually. I mean, if if this – I'll say this. If this season goes where we're thinking it could with, say, 10 and – you know, ten and two, eleven and one, or better. I think you're going to see that the talent pool that Georgia pulls from will get even deeper than than what we're what we've seen these oh, last couple of years, which is shocking. I, I agree with I'm that. Telling, I, th- I think the defense is good enough for it to happen. I think the wide receivers are deep enough for it to happen, although there may not be one of them that's like the go-to which I think Wims could actually be more than anybody else. I think mm-hmm. we had the tight ends to make it happen. I know we had the backs to make it happen. I think we had the quarterback to make it happen. If the offensive line and the quarterback can do enough to keep nine and ten men out of the box every play, then, then yeah. we might be in business. But you also know you're going into this this is where it, where it gets me is 80% of your starting offensive linemen are not old enough to buy beer. Yeah. But by God, if they wanted to take it, Blue, they're big they, enough to take it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am, I'm, now, fine, I'm fine with that, McCall. They will whoop your I know it, brother. I'm just saying they're so young. <laughs> they're babies. I like having a win out there. I do, too. I got a 20-year-old daughter, so I know how young they are. What's going to have a go at left guard? Because Allen's been playing left guard. He's been there a couple of years now. Gallier, this is his second year, so that's not bad. And on the right side is where you got to start thinking about it because you got a true freshman at right tackle and a redshirt freshman at right guard. But those are your biggest boys, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the difference in size between the left side and the right side, it's crazy. Yeah. Are you, are, but you drop your left guard. If you drop your left guard, anything happen to him? You have another true freshman or redshirt freshman in there. And you would have 60%. It's all, I'm, I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm the one that's I saw saying it. play him. Play him. It would, it would worry me more in pass protection. Yes. But that's what we were talking about earlier, Jason, is I think to the casual fan that will get down on Pittman and down on these kids, will the line look as good or better to the casual fan? I'm saying they're, they're not going to notice a difference, but it's for a different reason. And that's a good thing. I don't the different... you got to be crazy to follow it like we do anyway. Screw the casual fan. They don't know crap. I know, but... <laughs> The casual fan drives a lot of what happens. They drive casual, into a practice casual, facilities. Casual fan hiring. kiss my ass. How about that? <laughs> there you go. You're a rebel without a cause. 
And they can stay their butts out of uh, lunch beer, too. How about that? And you can them stand up and cheer during the games, too. Yeah, no more wine and cheese. Everybody needs to be a rabid dog. We need to make Sanford a true home field advantage again for, for Georgia. Oh, dear God. No more wine and cheese. We need more PBR. <laughs> Man, let's, let's play some let's play some Sony Mitchell Dog Till I Die instead of put me in, Coach, I'm ready to play. How about that? Yeah. Dude, I've been saying for, for a long time they gotta re revamp that entry entry and uh you know the op you know, opening kickoff, lead up pre game right. and let's just let's just quit there. I shouldn't even have got that started. We stay on Dude, for hours. You guys, you guys are young enough. Who the, who the hell is Taylor Swift, and why are they playing that ridiculous song for the opening of college football now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who this chick is, but it's the mousiest song. What? What the hell, man? I don't know, dude. All right, let's talk a little more Georgia football. Kind of go through the rest of the season here, and I wanted to get get some predictions on uh, the opening weekend as well. Um. And recruiting. We've got to get to some recruiting. we got some possible information going on. Uh, and I guess before we get started, uh, we talked about the talent at linebacker. Uh, we found out today or last couple of days that uh, linebacker Chauncey Manick has decided to leave the program. Uh, basically, pretty much for the most part due to playing time, apparently, uh, or lack thereof, which again leads to the point of the talent has, has is catching up with with the rest of the roster. Um, well, he he got moved around a lot too. You know, DN, yeah, defensive end, outside linebacker, defensive end. You know, which one is he? Yeah, was he the one that all was that? Uh, then you got, you know, you got this, you know, deep defensive line, and then you got Walter Grant stepping up, and it's like, all right, so where does he fit in? Yeah, three years three years ago though, Jason, that guy had been starting. Oh, easily. I mean, I mean problem. Was, we actually recruited over this highly rated four-star, talented, by all accounts, good kid. And he said, I don't see it. I'm going to quit four days before the season and go play Juco. Yeah. That's, that's, kind, of a, that's kind of amazing. That's a good problem to have. Used to yes. have walk-ons and two-star. My cousin got – Recruited, so I'm getting recruited too. They end up leaving. <laughs> now we got um, freaking Chauncey Maddock leaving because he wasn't getting playing time. And that's fine with me. I mean, I hate it for him, but yeah, that's and nice I, I wish he was stuck at playing out. time. Then we're in business. Well, he supposedly yeah. got moved to third string. If he's third yeah. string, right? Well, I mean. I don't know about the defense. According to where he was practicing more, because nobody really knows that's where he was practicing more at the time. Because, I mean, if he was practicing more outside linebacker, then Walter Graham moved ahead of him. If he was practicing mm-hmm. more deep in, Malik Herring was on the scout team. So Malik hadn't passed him, I wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. But then you got Marshall that's playing crazy out of his mind. You got Ledbetter playing crazy out of his mind. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't seeing a playing time this year. Yeah. Oh well, and there, you know what? I don't think it was a good move for next year because I think he would have gotten playing time next year. Yeah, and probably a decent bit of it. Yeah, 
and you know that's the kind of thing that we may see more of that coming up too. I mean, so well, something well, and then he's he's already he's already redshirted, so we don't have his redshirt year left. Right. So he'll go JUCO, and he should be able to play somewhere next year after playing JUCO this year. Yeah, just about to say this. Does him leaving now, could that be more, you know, just as much a part so he won't have to sit out a year to, after transferring kind of thing? Oh, heck yeah. I'm you know, sure. Yeah. And I mean, I don't um, blame him. I've seen, I've seen so many people want to trash him talking about how selfless that is, that his teammates at Georgia and selfless this and nah. selfless. I'm like, come on, it's a business. Right. I mean, he's got to get yeah. his player time just like Georgia has to get players that can contribute. So, I mean, there, there's been plenty of players that we put on medical disqualification and crap like that, and, you know, you're kind of iffy on it. I mean, it goes, that goes both ways, so I don't blame the kid. Yeah, just wish him the best, and hopefully he won't be playing against us anytime soon. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, hopefully he is, and if he is, we got about one, two, three – Three or four, three hundred forty-pound offensive linemen out and whip your tail. <laughs> Come on with it. All right, we're all in agreement over Appalachian State. Georgia should take care of business there. Six fifteen Saturday on ESPN. Be be ready to watch or in the stands. Um, now the game that has been on everybody's radar. It's been the most. Expensive ticket, basically. I don't know if that's still the same deal, but it was the most expensive ticket in the off season. Uh, Georgia at Notre Dame. People are expecting a huge turnout for both, you know, Georgia fans to really show up in mass and and you, know, you like that Notre Dame in mass. Um, uh, on NBC, another night game, nationally televised game for for Georgia to to really show what they're made of this year. Notre Dame's looking to bounce back in a, in a major way after a truly disappointing last season last year. Notre Dame opens up with uh, Temple. That game will be, I believe that game's at home as well for them. So, I don't know. I, I keep seeing people, you know, just, you know, I think they're more worried about the trip up to, to South Bend and then this the historical aspect of it is far and more than they are the actual game itself. Um, what do, you, do you want me to go ahead and tell you why I think Lorenzo Carter was playing some first team star? Well, good. Because I think what's going to happen in the second game of the season is he's going to be going wherever. Oh, what's his name? Wimbush. Wim, Wimbush, yeah. He's going to be going wherever Wimbush goes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. I think that's part of the reason they did that. Because he's he's just he's going to track Wimbush every move he makes. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and I team, think I think you see him stronger get strong. Because I mean, right. Notre Dame's offensive line is supposed to be real strong. And then you know our defensive line is supposed to be real strong. But right. Jake Rowe on two four seven actually made it. Very good point, and you got to give him credit for this. I wish I could have came up with this. <laughs> Everybody talked about last year how bad, how just awfully bad Georgia's offensive line was, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's talking now about how great Notre Dame's offensive line is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. These offensive lines last year 
think George, I may be switching it, but if I remember right, Georgia's offensive line gave up 24 sacks. Notre Dame's gave up 28. Right. But Notre Dame's supposed to be, same offensive line supposed to be so great this year. Gave up more sacks gave, than our pass last year. They gave up 28 sacks, and hell, like, that's against all the service academies and a couple of people we never heard of in mm-hmm. two big games. So their right. offensive line is supposed to be strong, so supposed to be strong on strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think I think I don't think they're that. I don't think they're supposed to be real deep on defense. Yeah, it seems like they're they were really bad against the run last year, and especially along the defensive front. You know, not even you know, especially on the defensive line, which again. If Georgia is their supposed weakness is the offensive line, that that kind of helps them out too. To going up against yeah, these guys, right. this defensive line for Georgia every day in practice should help make it for a, hopefully a smoother transition playing up in South Bend against their defensive line. And they they always have a good tight end or two. Say they have yeah. one one like like good wide receiver. You got to put Baker on probably. Yeah. I don't know that they run this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Blue. No, I was going to say, I don't know that they run the same defense, but personnel-wise, they remind me, Notre Dame does, reminds me a lot of North Carolina. And they're soft in the middle. Uh And I think think it'll be a – hopefully that, that turns out to be correct. And we'll have big run, running games against them. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's the other thing. You know, obviously, Brian Kelly getting a first-year head coach. Well, they go, they went 4 to 8 last year, so they're, you know, really trying to get retribution for that so he can keep his job. But he's obviously not a first-year head coach. But one of the main things to watch out for there is a uh, new staff. I mean, new offense coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think new strength and conditioning too, didn't they? Uh, Who did? I, I just couldn't understand you. What'd you say? I think I know they have new offensive and defense coordinators. I think they may have even done new strength and conditioning. I can't yeah, remember if they did them or not. I'm pretty sure they did though. I don't know if they did, but I've heard people talk about it. Maybe it was you talking about it. I don't know. I think the Georgia kids would be fired up to go to Notre Dame. That's, that's, oh, that's, a big, that's a big atmosphere. Big TV game. Big audience. Big stage. No, oh, absolutely. Uh, give me some. Uh, give me some twenty-six to twenty action right there. Just because it's a big atmosphere on the road. All right. What you got, Blue? That was going good, guys. So. That's uh, that's probably right around, you know, whether you pick a couple of field goals or another tee. I mean, that's that's about right, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, though, you guys, you guys are better than me because I honestly just don't know. I didn't get to go to that scrimmage that Jason went. So I'm not, not – I'm hopeful, but I'm not as confident. I haven't seen what he's seen. 
I just don't know what the hell we got. I think we definitely don't want to know what we have on offense, so about a game or two. Yeah. Defense, I'm just because they've all played. I mean, that that you feel better about that. Well, and hopefully the offense. I mean, you like play. you got to like how deep we are on defense. Yeah. And you got to like how in shape the defensive linemen are looking. And when I see mm-hmm. big boys run that fast, it's over. Well, the offense, the offense put us in bad positions a couple of times last year, and uh, if we can, the offense didn't have to be spectacular; they got to be serviceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't don't turn the ball over in bad times. You know, make sure everything ends in a kick. I mean, that's yeah. you, you'll well, be absolutely fine. Be it a, you know whatever or or punt kick. There you go, great. I put it this way, Drake. If if like I said earlier, if the offensive line and quarterback can keep nine and ten men out of the box every almost every single play, mm-hmm. we can keep that from happening as much as it did last year. And if the defense can improve in the red zone, we'll win the SEC East. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are two big things, but if those right. two things happen, I I wouldn't think twice about putting money on Georgia winning the SEC East. Yeah, and uh, As, to your point what, earlier, the uh, offensive coordinator is Chip Long. Uh, says they're going to be up tempo. The offense they should put up points. Notre Dame. I mean, man, they, it's still it's still going to be Brian Kelly's offense. Right. Um, and then uh, Elko was the defensive coordinator at Wake Forest for a year, couple of years, and then he he's up there at, at Notre Dame now, and he he did a good dang, job. Dang good. At Wake Forest, yeah, working with a lot of, a lot less talent, you know, than everybody else seems like in, in the ACC, and he was able to contain a lot of high-profile programs. Well, Wake, but, Wake Forest is one of those teams that that while we're getting the guys that are six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds already and could fly, they're taking the guys that are. Six foot two thirty. They're almost just as big, but you know they might not have two inches on a Roquan Smith and the Trent Patrick. Right. They can still fly to the ball. You know, it's, it's the ones that they're not perfect high four stars or five stars, but those are they're the three stars and they're three stars because somebody else has two or three inches on them. <clears throat> so they they you know they've been getting a lot of guys like that, but are still they, they better be today. careful Thursday. You know what happens Thursday. Wake Forest? Wake Forest, Thursday night, ACC Network Plus, whatever that means, if that channel even exists. They're going to take on the mighty blue hose of Presbyterian College. And I just hope they're buckled their chin strap. (laughs) (laughs) Our 220-pound guards are going to be hell. (laughs) Um, All right, so we're all – I'll my prediction. I'll say thirty-one uh, twenty-one. Georgia comes back to Athens on a on a victory victory celebration flight. Uh, Dre Dre got us scoring a ton of points. Dude, I, I believe mm-hmm. in old Cheney, man. I'm, I think he's I think he's gonna make some amends for last year. Uh, prove a lot of people wrong. I think we're probably all in agreement on Sanford. Mm-hmm. Georgia's got that no problem. 
Yeah, I'll say. Uh, all right, help you out. Eighteen to eighteen to eight. How about that? That'll bring our our average back to more recognizable times. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's the one where we go off and score about sixty. Yeah, should be. Or I Ramsey lights everybody up. That's right. Old Camden Camden kid. Um. All right, week four, game four. Um, kind of a tricky game, I think. It's, it's Mississippi State. The Bizarro Dolls will be coming to Sanford Stadium. You know, Mullen's a good talking coach. About the, talking about he's, the fake dogs? Yeah, the Bizarro Dolls, man. He's going to have his team, you know, they're typically ready to play, give everybody a battle. They've got a very good quarterback. Maybe a lot of people may even say the best quarterback coming back in the SEC this year. Fitzgerald, Georgia boy. Yeah, they've got you know some some good skill, good running backs. They always seem to have a massive offensive line. I haven't looked this year, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Mississippi State will have a huge offensive line to deal with. Um, you know, and they're going to have athletes all over the field and athletes on defense. You know, it could be a tricky game for Georgia. Um, and we're going to be facing Salty Rivers. On defense, right. and who else was it? Didn't the safety go there? The forehead guy? Did he go? No, he went to Tennessee. He was thought about it, but he ended up at Tennessee. I think didn't he? They had, they had two of them. I thought even before him. Clemens I thought the forehead was going. Yeah, everybody thought he was when Grantham. Grantham will be the defensive coordinator, and everybody thought he was mm-hmm. Jack Wiggins was going there as well. But I think he ended up at Tennessee. And then uh, I know Chauncey Rivers went, and did Clemens or uh, anybody else? I don't think so, Dre. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. No, I it remember. could be. But uh, you know they've got some. You know they got a five star. Jeffrey Simmons is back. You know as long as he's not beating up on females, I guess he'll could make a difference. <laughs> uh. Oh, Abram, uh, Jason. Jonathan Abram. Yeah, thank you. He, I didn't know he ended up over there. Yeah. He was from, I think he's from Mississippi originally, wasn't he? Yep. I think so. Um, they have a good, uh, that Jamal Couch receiver is pretty good. Yeah. We're looking at possibly a, possibly a red shirt freshman left tackle. And possibly a red shirt for us with right tackle. Yeah. And then the insides, uh, you know, more experience. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, Grantham's going to want to come back. And is this his first trip back to Athens? I know we mm-hmm. faced him in the bowl game. Must I think it must be? There you go. If if this depth chart's right. Offensive line going across from left to right, 319, 308, 305, 
I knew they were going to have some beef on the offensive line. They always do. I don't know where they get them, but they always have. Not overly huge, but, you know. Yeah. Then you got uh, one of their other defensive ends is a redshirt freshman, Kobe Jones. He's supposed to be pretty good. Their outside linebacker, Montez Sweat, is supposed to be pretty good. Inside Mm -hmm. linebacker, Leo Lewis, is supposed to be really good. They always hit the JUCOs hard, seems like, as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jamal Peters, cornerback, is supposed to be really good, too. They got they got a couple of players on each level of the defense that can play. Mm-hmm. This could be a game that's, like I said, a little tricky. I, I think Georgia should be able to win it. Um, I don't know whether to go shootout or if I should go low scoring with the D. I think it could go either way, really. Um, Evidently, Cheney's calling us to 40 points a game this year, so let's go, Drake. <laughs> hey, this is, we're getting back to Bobo-esque type of uh, averages here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you brought uh, it up. He beat the living, you know what, out of Oregon State. Yes, sir. He had him going, there was, man. There was my plans. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, plans are out the door. I was hoping he'd lose so he could come back and be the <laughs> offensive coordinator. I was like, man, please let, please let Bobo go 4-8. and eight. <laughs> I'll go uh, Georgia 28, Mississippi State 23. Who would play after Mississippi State? Huh? Who would play after Mississippi State? Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee. Then we got Sanford before? Yeah. I'm going, I'm going, that's our low game. I'm going like 20 to 14. Okay. 20 to 13, 20 to 17, something like that. Maybe you're like 17 to 13. I'm going, I'm going up to low game. All right. For who, Tennessee? Coming off, coming no, up, uh, Mississippi State. State. Coming off a big ho-hum against a Sanford team and right before big Tennessee rivalry, I'm going up to low game. All right. What you got, Blue? Hmm. I don't know. I think we get them. I think we get them by ten. I don't know if it'll be high scoring or low scoring. Yeah, I don't. Around. You know, I'd I'd be a lot better after the second week watching them. The only game I feel comfortable is I think we go beat the snot out of Tennessee. Yes, sir. I think on television we'll be on television. We'll hear enough of five star hearts and whatever the hell that guy is and they're just going to go put a boot in his ass yeah. and and they're going to do it with maximum prejudice I think and they're many, tired of them and I think these guys want to just go off how many times are they going to see the Hail Mary leading up to that game to replay it over and over again just on makes TV me and, want to vomit ugh. that's got to just They've got to certainly want to atone for that for that last year. That's a game that really I think swung last year. To be completely honest, uh, I on, think on the season. I think they'll I think, start off. We'll get ahead and we'll pound them. And I think you're exactly right. I just every once in a while you just get stuff pent up. I think George is gonna gonna cut loose on them boys. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we're at the Tennessee game now. Um, you know, and and I don't really know. I keep hearing again. I guess that's what I get for listening to the media stuff. But I hear some people saying Tennessee's going to fall off. To me, I'm more in that camp. I think they're going to fall back a fair amount this year because of so many people that they've lost off of last year. Be it Dobbs, you know, a longtime starter at quarterback. Uh, you already lost Hurd, you know, last year. You lost Kamara. You lost Josh Malone. You lost, I think, one of the other receivers. They do have the, the – They got on, a tackle uh, or something out for the year with an injury already, don't they? Yeah. One of their uh, starting tackles. The big kid, uh, Drew Richmond, is out for this week with a, a suspension for something. Um, but then again, on defense, too, you lose your all-time sack leader and, and Barnett. You lost a ton of uh, just big-time talent in the secondary. Um, was it Maven? And then uh, the, the big-time linebacker is gone, you know, draft drafted and, you know, loses eligibility uh, or, or exhausts his eligibility. You know, I just think they've got a ton to replace, man. And, and I don't know if they're going to – I know they've recruited well. I don't necessarily know that they've recruited well enough to just, re, you know, replace. I think there's got to be some rebuilding going on in, in Knoxville this year if, if Butch is going to do it. And I don't well, know if he you, gets the Did you mention they lost it. their – all SEC linebacker Kirkland to for the year? No, I didn't. I mean, that might be. I mean, that's another. Oh, this one? Right I think there. it's for the year, isn't it? Because what ACL? Yeah. I mean, and, and again, Jason, you, you know, you follow recruiting as much as anybody I know. Tennessee has recruited well, but I don't think they've recruited to the level where they just you know, replace guys along the levels of a Barnett and, and the linebacker you mentioned and all those guys in the secondary that Ooh, were no, uh, he'll, pretty damn good. He'll, he'll get fired after this year. I, I think so. I, and, and I see some people saying Tennessee's in for a huge year this year. I just – I don't nah, – they, I don't they haven't it. recruited that well. I mean, do they think – I mean, they have good running backs, but not like all-world like Kamara was. I mean, Kamara wasn't all-world, but I mean – that guy got drafted, and he's playing good in the NFL. So, I mean, he's yeah. really good. To go I along think with, they with her. drafted along the lines of Hurd and Kamara and Dobbs. Mm-hmm. And what I they mean, did is kind of the same of, same as us. What we were talking about with our offensive line guys, you know, they have, but that's a lot of inexperience at a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they had the baseline of, offensive line talent that Georgia had when they added guys, you know, last year's class. You know, they I think that's the boy that, what, Trey Smith had just got suspended for the first game. He'll he'll uh, be strong. I mean, I think and they I might mean, actually be stronger on the offensive line, but weaker at, you know, quarterback, running back. They lost some receivers. I mean, I just don't know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Georgia's, I, think, I think Georgia's baseline that they had to begin with and then add a class like they had the offensive line class like last year. I don't think Tennessee was at that level when they added a guy like a Trey Smith, you know, the number one offensive lineman. No, I, think of... uh, I think their defensive backfield maybe may end up being the strength of the team. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got uh, Kelly, Nigel Warrior, Abernathy, you know, you got all those guys back there that are playing mm-hmm. pretty good. I, 
think that's going to probably be the strength of their team, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and, and Shaq Wiggins transferred to, to Tennessee, but, again, some of the reports I was reading was saying no, that he his, was really, really struggling. Huh? His attitude and playing around too much still get him in trouble. Yeah. He, he needs, um, like, a Todd Grantham medal, basically let him do whatever the heck they want. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And, you know, you'll have to see now if, if you know, Bob Shoup's a very well-respected defensive coordinator. You have to see, you know, he kind of mouthed off quite a bit last year he, about how he, he – He better earn that paycheck. Yeah. I mean, you're going, you're going to see if he really is this year well, because – and even even on their defensive line, you got uh, Tuttle, but he's coming back off of injury. He might not even play the first game. Right. So, I mean, that's supposed to be their big thing on defense is Tuttle. And then you got the big boy that everybody was talking trash is better than Trent Thompson. Big fat dude. What's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Raleigh. His dad was a long-time offensive yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah, I can remember, dude. Hey, exactly, that's exactly how well he's playing. Nobody remembers him now outside of Tennessee. <laughs> McKen- McKenzie? Yeah, McKenzie. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. When, when they come in and play us, they'll probably be two and two. And then yeah. right after us, they got Carolina, Bama, and Kentucky. Who so, they have before us? UMass, but the week one is Tech. That's a toss-up. Indiana State, they could probably take. Florida, I think, will beat them. All these suspended dudes will be back. UMass, yeah. they'll probably take UMass, and then they run into us. So they could be two think, and two. I think, they, I think they might lose the Tech in Florida. That's what I said. I think they'll lose yeah. the Tech in Florida. And, and then I think we beat them, and then they're two and three heading into Carolina, Bama, and Kentucky. And it could be the end of Butch. But realistically, they could start two and five. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's not hating Tennessee and all the hillbillies and all that. I mean, they. I mean, that's kind of realistic. And I mean, realistically, they could start like four and three ish. Mm-hmm. With you know those same seven games, but I don't think I don't think it's any better than four and three though. I think that's well. Best that's case, they're six and zero, and then they go into Bama. I mean, for them, but I don't think they're going to be. I mean, I mean realistic best case, though. That's not. That's not going to happen. Four three. I think Florida's going to beat them, and I think Tech is going to be. Tech is the Tech people that I know that really follow. I mean, go to the go to the games and go down on the sidelines and know the players and all that. They are very quietly, extremely confident this year. Mm-hmm. They are – I mean, there's some of them that think, you know, this is going to be a special year for them. And they do have a, they do have some talent, whether we want to admit it or not. That's going to hurt them because they take the Mills off the team. Yeah. Yeah. But they still um, – they got, they, got, they got what they need. They'll beat Tennessee. The good – yeah. They got a good chance to beat Tennessee – but I will say one advantage Tennessee has coming into that Tech game is they've had – it's the first game of the year, so they can focus strictly on how to defend that triple option. You know I mean? They can, but, I mean yeah, – they, they can, but it's just like everybody else always says. You can practice it all you want to. And it's not the same until you play it. 
That's yes. right. And they're they're in Atlanta. Um, you know, Georgia Tech. Did, did I read correctly today that they sold out their season tickets? That doesn't. I don't. Does that happen often? Because it Probably. always seems like a pretty easy ticket to get. Well, a lot of times they usually offer it to to Georgia fans because it, Georgia's playing in in uh, Grant Field this year. And Georgia fans, they're, they're so much cheaper than Georgia season tickets, they'll end up buying season tickets to Tech just so they can get that and then sell off the rest to pay for a lot of it. So. But they're obviously excited. I mean, hell, they beat us last year. They had a you know a solid year last year when they were expected, you know, to really you know stay six and six, five and seven again. But usually, it's whenever they're looked down upon is when they'll have a mm-hmm. big year, and then whenever they're everybody's thinking, oh, here comes Tech, they end up falling off, you know, and have a surprisingly bad year. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Next up would be heading back to Tennessee, to Nashville this time. Back to uh, oh, wait, we're take here on. Tennessee. Oh, I thought y'all said okay. What's your score on Tennessee? I don't know. You go first. <laughs> I think uh, I'll say twenty-seven to ten, Georgia. Me like thirty-seven to thirteen. How about that? I like it. What do you think, Blue? Any any thoughts on that? Blue fall off. That sucker, Bell. Yep, he sure did. Uh, oh, junkyard dog forty-one in the chat said. Yep, GT season tickets have sold out. Um, yeah, blue fell off, so we're gonna pick up they wanna, Vanderbilt. Everybody, everybody buying tickets to see Fitzgerald last year, right? Yeah, I, again, I I'm not 100 percent sold on Tech having a huge year this year. I think they're confident because they finished strong last year. You know, beat an SEC team in the bowl game and the Gator Bowl. Or, be in Kentucky, um, but I just I don't I don't know if they can sustain it and, and pick up again. Dedrick Mills is a big loss. I know everybody can say, "Oh, we can just plug in another guy at B back." I, I ain't buying it. Mills Mills fit that offense to a to a T or to a B. Hey, I, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still glad they didn't get Brendan Douglas. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Absolutely, I think he's running back. I'm still glad they didn't get him because he would have nailed us in that position. Oh my God. Yeah. That would have been bad news. I think we took uh, him to literally keep him from playing that, what is what do they call it, the B-back? That's like the fullback up front? Yeah, B-back, yeah. I think we literally took him to keep him from playing that role for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a brilliant And move. that was first of scholarship for four years. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Absolutely. All right, Vanderbilt game, I think, is another revenge game for Georgia. A game where they really are going to come have something to prove after the dismal performance offensively last year. I know Vanderbilt's, you know, Coach Mason's a great defensive mind, but I think Georgia pounds them this year. No more 
sixty pound running guy coming out on the coming out wide. It's uh it's gonna be Chubb and Sony and, and Swift and Holyfield and, and Herrian and anybody else who wants to get some carries, I think it's gonna be pounding them whenever they, they load up to stop it. And putting it in the air to Nada and Warner and Wims and everybody else. I think Georgia comes out big this game and, and go, comes away very handily, 38-14. to 14. I think you're dreaming. I think Vandy always plays us close there. They, they like play us close. They play us close. 23-10. Huh? Give me like 23-10 to 10 or something. 20-10. Yeah. Something they in that range. Close. They play us close until we start taking them seriously again, and I think we're definitely going to... Something, something crazy always happens there, too. So. <laughs> that weird... Remember that one a few years ago where... Uh, was it Butler? Like, fell on the ball or on the punt? God, I can't remember, man. This oh, is, my God. God. I'm never calling a blowout at Vandy. Ever. Then <laughs> uh, um, Webb is back, too. So, I mean, you know they're going to... Vandy will be... Solid again. I think they may make a bowl. Let's see what's what's their schedule. Like they still have Webb, still have you know the D and still have Mason just with the D. I, I, just, I can't call a blow out there. Twenty ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vandy. Real quick, their schedule. They go to Middle Tennessee State. Wow, that's that's surprising. Um, I don't know if they. That'll be an interesting game. Well, that that could be a key to their season if they can come away with a win there. The win. Against Alabama A and M, Kansas State is coming to Nashville in Week Three. That I think hmm, that's a tough one there. That's a toss up. Um, Alabama coming to town. That's a loss. Heading down to Gainesville. Just like with us, I think they play Florida tight every year too. It seems like. I'll, well, we got, I'll go well, with Huh. Who do we have after Vandy? We have uh, Missouri at home. See, that's an interesting one, too, because that quarterback can throw the ball. Yeah. And they have a good running back. But then, I don't know, they were disappointed in the last year with Odom. I think they're going to be – I think they may finish last this year in the East. Yeah. Well, they did last year, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. Did they? I think so. That's another one where I'm going like 35 to like 13 or 14 ish. Yeah. I think by then, I think our secondary will start to kind of get to that point of, you know, just playing, playing football, not thinking about this or that. Like you said, that kid can throw, but he's also just as apt to throw it, at least last year anyway, he was just as apt to throw it to the other team as he was his own, his own guys. Um, be that man, and, and let's uh, oh, what's the name that transferred out on our team? Uh, the DV, oh, uh, 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 uh Maryland kid, yeah, <laughs> yeah he, they kind of picked on him a little bit. Oh, my game, god, kind of picked on him, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what number was he? What he number 12? I think so. Damn it, I can't totally escape in my mind here. But uh, man, they they ain't do nothing but they ain't do nothing but have hot routes going his way. Come on, 
That's, that's all they had to do that game. Just call a hot route wherever he is. Hey, he, he's, he's heading up to uh, Rutgers, man. He's going to be playing ball at Rutgers. you got to look it up. What was his name? Hold on. Because every time I watch them play, I call them different names. None of which are appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> he uh, and and I really thought he was going to have a solid year because he was he's super fast, athletic kid. Um, I thought he was going to have a solid year because Mike Brooks is the best quarterback that we ever had. <laughs> Next uh, Shadow. Yeah. yeah, I only gave it a top and shadow fintang, man. Let's see. Damn it, I'm trying to find it. Briscoe. Thank you, Juwan Briscoe. Juwan Briscoe. Dude. Between after, after, he got to the point. And it, Ole Miss game, it, and then that, it, that he it, got, it got to the point where if anybody gets burned now, we're just going to say you got briscoed. <laughs> I mean, he kept getting burned in the in the. Uh, you talk about the Missouri game, and then the Ole Miss game happened, and I think that was that was pretty much the point of no return, where Kirby was just like, ah, no, you're not going to see the field much anymore. <laughs> sure. After Chad Kelly would just heave it up and an old Miss receiver would just run underneath it un- uncontested. All right, quit living, quit living the nightmares. Who's next? All right. right. Um, we did Missouri. After that, the bye week, and then it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, Georgia and Florida. I just... I know Florida's had the advantage. I guess you almost have to say Florida just because, I mean. You're going to hell. The better team hasn't won for several years now, it seems nah, like. You're going, you're going straight to hell for saying that <laughs> on a UGA podcast. You're done. You're fired. But, uh, <laughs> it's got to change sometime. I mean. Fired. Georgia 24, Florida 18. 17, 18, or 20, something like that. We take them. Yeah. I mean, their defense is still going to be the – Yeah. Yeah, they lost a lot on defense, and and there's not nearly as much to, to replace those guys. You know, I think the offensive have, line might be pretty strong. Yeah. Because you got but Ivy and then the the big right tackle. I think the running backs will probably be pretty strong with Scarlett and the big boy, and, you know, they have a couple of good backs. They're going to be able but, to score some points. I just, you know, he's running out of must-chance defensive players. But how many, don't, you know. I don't think they recruited at the same level on defense as they were with must-chance. No. I mean, will will Callaway be playing for Florida when by the time the Georgia game comes? I mean, how many t- chances is this kid going to get? However, however many it takes for butter teeth to not get fired. I mean, good God. They're now down to 10 suspended players for the Michigan game to open the season, including Scarlett. Uh, and it's an ongoing investigation. I saw Slayball had a tweet earlier said that the uh, Flor- the University of Florida Police Department has said it is an ongoing investigation 
into what's going on with the that credit card situation. Um, what what all, the, all the coach has to say about that? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know what I mean? Big it could be pulled. one game for all these kids, but I, I I I think it may end up being longer for a lot of them. To be honest. And this is at least the third or fourth chance for Callaway. I don't know Man. what the kid has to do. He ba- he, he's sexual he's assault. He's going to be on the team until he goes to the NFL. Yeah. It was a sexual That's assault. Florida. And his defense was he was so high and stoned on marijuana that he had no – could not possibly have any interest in sex. Oh, whatever. That, that was screw him. He's a gator. Defense. He's a gator. Screw yeah. him. He's out to Florida. I'm going to go – I'm going to get my score. Hold on, man. I'll go by the I'd Gators too much. Twenty-eight, thirteen, Georgia. Get it done. That's pretty good. One. All right. Coming back home to Athens, Muschamp and Kirby renew their friendship slash rivalry. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are thinking South Carolina is a, a sneaky sleeper pick to even win the East. Uh, they're super high on on Bentley. The quarterback, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I think it seems like the longer he played, the more defenses kind of figured him out, though. You know, oh, I don't know. I mean, there ain't really nothing to figure out if you're throwing the ball on freaking dimes, though. Yeah. I mean, there ain't but so much you can figure out. The dude can throw the ball. Yeah. I think this is going to be my high one. I think, like, 38 to 31. Yeah. God. It's gonna be like the Rick and uh, Holt years, where they were just they would just go back and forth. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm using this one as my high one, thirty-eight, thirty-one. Yeah, I won't go quite that high. I'm gonna say, eh, I think the defenses are a little better than they're giving a credit for in this one. I'm gonna go twenty-four, eighteen, Georgia, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, here's your favorite one, Jason. Your okay. favorite rivalry. Heading out heading out your, your neck of the woods. <laughs> At Auburn, oh, November 11th. 100 nothing, no discussion needed, end the story. 100 <laughs> to zero. Book it. <laughs> Will Stidham have wrapped up the Heisman by that time? or um... Book it. 100. Uh, Cow, pastor, D6. <laughs> I like the dogs to win this one. Hopefully, based on history. If you don't say hundred to nothing, you're fired. I mean, keep that's it awful, going. Do it. Oh, I was going. I mean, you said end of story, so I mean, I can't argue with that. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, come back home, host Kentucky. Again, like another Kentucky. sneaky, sneaky good team. I think this year. I swear to God, no, I'm done with Kentucky. I've been picking them for three years to be the sneaky, sneaky team. <laughs> Tired of them. They're killing me. They're always, you're always saying they're going to knock off Florida. Can they do it this year? No. <laughs> Using my reverse psychology. <laughs> no, and we're going to blow them out. <laughs> How about like yeah, it's, 
And so it's uh, Kevin, Kevin Sumlin and Butch Jones with the same. They're sitting there at 140. Gus Malzahn, Orgeron. See, I would flip Orgeron and McElwain. Yeah. It goes Sumlin, yeah. Jones, Malzahn, Orgeron, Derek Mason, Mark Stoops, Barry Odom, Belima, Muschamp, Mullen, McElwain, Smart, Saban. And I would I would I would flip Orgeron and probably Belima and I'd put McElwain up there with them. I'll say uh, and I'll say this and the reason I agree with you, especially on McElwain, even even after they've won the SEC East the last two years, it still seems like there's unrest in the Florida fan base with him that's not really sold on McElwain. You know, even even winning, they're still not very happy with him. It's like they're looking for any, any reason to look for to get rid of him. You know? Well, yeah, I think it's a bad fit. I mean, they were the basically the best loser. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't argue that the SEC the past year or two has been the one of the worst, if not the worst, divisions in the Power Five. Mhm. I mean, you wouldn't be crazy to try to argue that. And I would probably. What would you say? Uh, what did you say? Bielema was. He was on up. He was like a saving smart McElwain, Mullen, Muschamp, Bielema. I think I'd move him up, honestly. That's Close to being, to being fired quicker, right? Being fired, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because See, that's what I was thinking. And Odom was just, just there. I mean, he just started. So I would probably flip. Oh, uh, let's see. I'd flip Orgeron and Belima and flip Odin and McElwain probably. Yeah. And move them on Bielema, up. I know Bielema is your boy and everything, but it's about time for him to, to prove it on the field, no? Hey, come on, man. Get on. Get on. <laughs> <laughs> We, we like the big boy. Come on. Well, yeah, but he, he he talks a lot, but he's got to he's got to start showing the results on the field. Actually, I quit. Right. I quit liking him when he kind of threw Pittman under the bus. I was done then. Yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, you're a prick. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of on the field, let's hit some of these games for this opening weekend, and then uh, we'll call it a night, man. Uh, starting tomorrow, dude. Not even Saturday. This is a sneaky oh, game. Crap. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, sneaky game here, man. And I know you're probably going to might fluff it off, but Tulsa and Oklahoma State. I think that's going to be a really close game. It's going to be high school. Take the over. One. Take the over. But I think it's going to be close. Oklahoma State will win, but it's going to be a lot closer than people are thinking. Are you even coaching Tulsa now? I have no idea, but they – they can light it up no matter what. And Oklahoma State's not exactly known for their defense. They'll they'll light Tulsa up too. Don't get me wrong. But well, that's why I asked his coach in Tulsa there because do they still have the people that can light it up or? Oh yeah, they want yeah, all the they, better uh, thing. Hang on, it's uh, I mean they're the only team, and I heard this today, uh, that had I think. A five, hold on, I'll, I'll look it up later. Let me find the coach real quick. Uh, but I think it was 2,000-yard receivers, 
thousand yard running back and a like a two or three thousand uh, yard passer, something like that. Um, Philip Montgomery is the coach. Oh, this Philip Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah, it, he might was be it might be like a 52 to 42 type thing. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's going to be. It could be. If Oklahoma State turns the ball over and parts around on offense, Tulsa will, will light them up on, on the scoreboard. Well, Oklahoma um, State had that crazy game last year where they yeah. got screwed that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Central Michigan game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see it then. I can see like a 52 to 42 type thing. Mm hmm. Take take the over, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Uh Ohio State and Indiana. Now a little little subtext to this one is the former Indiana coach who was fired for basically abusing some of his players apparently, according to some, is now the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. I can look at that both ways. You know, obviously Ohio State's a more talented team. But I think the Indiana kids may want to have something to, to show him. And also, it's still the same defensive coordinator that that Kevin Wilson hired. So, I, what do you think? He may know some – they may have had some talks about what Kevin Wilson doesn't like to have to run against, you know? Yeah, Ohio State beat the crap out of him. I think they win. They win comfortably, but I think it's close early. I think it's you know maybe gives them a little. Maybe Indiana jumps up by ten or something like that early. Ohio State pulls away, but I, I think it's it's a it's a fun game to watch anyway. Well, Indiana uh, lost that running back. Yeah, that basically yeah. kept them in every game they played. Yeah, uh, I don't think Friday's pretty much a snooze fest. You got Washington, Rutgers, Utah State, Wisconsin. Kent State and Clemson, and Akron and Penn State. I'm not too worried about that. Or no, Akron and Penn State, Kent State, Clemson is Saturday. I'm sorry. Yeah, Friday is Washington and Rutgers, which is going to be a blowout, and Utah State and Wisconsin, which I'm not sure how Wisconsin does, but they should win that easily. Um, let's see, something that jump out. Michigan and Florida. I have no idea, dude, because – I don't know Florida what has enough people to field the team. Right. Michigan is replacing about 98% of their, their starting lineup from last year. Um, I'm going to take Michigan just because I think Florida's losing so much late. I think Michigan's had enough time to, to prepare for this, but especially losing Scarlett. If Scarlett would have stayed on, I think they could have maybe switched it out. Unless. Oh, butter teeth can pull one out of his ass and yeah. rally those boys because of all this going on. Right. If they can do that, then uh, I think they might pull it. Right. That'll be that'll be an interesting one. Um, what time does what time do they play, Terry? That game is three uh, thirty. Good. Yep. I'll give you real quick. I'll give you another sneaky game. Uh, Maryland and Texas. Texas. I think Texas wins, maybe, but Maryland's pretty solid, man. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie; they're they're turning around, and I don't think Texas is quite where they want to be yet. Two touchdowns, uh, Texas. I'll take Maryland for the upset. Um, where, where where are they playing? Uh, it's in it's at Texas. Oh, man, 
sure it ain't going to Texas and being the Longhorn. Noon, noon kick. Come on. And all the expectations are on the Longhorn. We'll see. We'll see. I think Maryland sneaks one out. You know what I just heard right there? What? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> They're not beating Texas. Come on. All right. We'll see. We'll, we'll remember that. We'll check next week. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna check you next week. <laughs> I'll be like, I told you, fool. You mess with Tom Herman, baby. Uh, we'll see. All right, Georgia Southern at Auburn. Any oh, there's nothing. Eagles? Georgia Southern. End of story. Eagles. Period. <laughs> so on. Mark it down. Any chance Anybody for Purdue? Rivers a dang fool. <laughs> At uh, in Indianapolis, at, at the big stadium up there, I forget what it's called. Uh, Louisville and Purdue. Any chance for the Boilermakers to boiler up, take out Louisville? Oh, <laughs> uh, BYU. Oh, they got a flak, didn't they? Huh? Flak might keep a minute. Flak might keep a minute. No, it's a uh, Brom. Jeff Brown. Oh, was the Brown? Where's Flag? Oh, Flag was the Minnesota. Uh, Golden Gophers. Yeah, he was the Minnesota. No, man. Pretty ain't going to be them. Nah. I think Louisville wins big. Minnesota uh, wins, though, because they got Flag. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one. I'm not sure. Have they moved? Have you heard anything? Have they moved the uh, BYU-LSU game? Because they're supposed to play. In I don't know if they've done anything with it yet. I, think they, I know they put on uh, Houston's game. Right. I think I, they I, canceled the Cowboys and Texans. Yeah, last last I had heard was uh, they were going to move the game to the Superdome, possibly, in Louisiana. That'd probably be smarter. Yeah. Who you got in that one, man? Man, come on. BYU ain't going to do nothing with them boys. <laughs> yeah, I remember... BYU's like 28 years old. That's my second favorite coach in the world. Coach O. He was talking, he was talking about BYU. He's like, the team lost uh, four games last year. <laughs> Man, uh, I love I love, total, I love my total of uh, eight points. <laughs> I'm telling you, you give me Kirby Smart as my favorite. <laughs> because he's Georgia coach now. And I mean, it's hard for me. It's close to with Pruitt and Ed O, baby. I'm like, oh, know which one? I was like, whoever's being the biggest asshole that week is my number two. And just switches up. All right. Tennessee and Georgia Tech, Monday night. Is that Monday? Yeah, Labor Day. Oh, man. Can the stadium just blow up? I know, right? Kind of cheering for the meteor on that one. So we have to pick the winner. It was the dome. This is actually in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's not even in the dome. I wish they would play in the dome. Then they could have the meteorite hit, knock it out. Everybody. Oh, you're coming to take the Mercedes-Benz Stadium out. Take them out. I feel a new stadium. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go Tennessee in an upset. I'm not. I'm a Georgia fan. I'm thinking neither. <laughs> if you were a real Georgia fan, you'd think neither, too. <laughs> um, I another the interesting Sunday. 
This one's Sunday night. West Virginia and Virginia Tech. That'll be a good one. Yeah, that's uh, that's at FedEx I Field. Uh, West Virginia was. I gotta, I gotta yeah, be West Virginia with our boy Crawford. That's right. That's what I was just thinking. I think West Virginia's and, gonna be uh, sneaky good this year. And, and Greer, Greer, quarterback, right? Will Greer, yeah. Yeah, man, you're West Virginia, that one, baby. We're burning the couches. I'm going West Virginia as well, and I, and I think Virginia Tech is favored right now. So, hop on that one Ooh, if you want. We burning some couches that night. <laughs> All right, and other than the Georgia App State game, the one everybody's talking about, Florida State and Alabama in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Lots of off-season stuff for both teams. Florida State kind of suspended some of their guys. Alabama's not suspended their guys, but one of them ends up shooting himself in the leg, apparently, possibly. I don't know. It's because Alabama Allegedly. never suspends their guys. Right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Alabama on this one, and I think they win. I think they kind of win comfortably, if you don't know the truth of it. You got to. I think you got to go Alabama because of the trenches. Yeah, I mean you get the you get the outside position, your DBs and your wide receivers and your running backs and all that, and quarterback and Florida can probably keep up with them in most positions. But ooh, I don't know though. Alabama is deep on the defensive line as they have been, right? Where they can just plug in nine guys and all over five stars and the same playing level and all that. Well, and that that Raquan Davis was supposed to be one of their big studs this year, wasn't he? Yeah, he's an idiot. But I don't. Uh, you say I kind of got to go Alabama because of the trenches. Yeah. But until I'll, they I'll, lose I'll, one like that, yeah, I think you got to go with them. I'll say this: the Florida State offensive line about got Francois killed last year. Yeah. <laughs> so if Alabama comes through and, and knocks him out of the game, I don't know. I, I'll say that I don't know who Florida State's backup quarterback is, but. I guarantee he's not as tough as, as Francois because that kid took a beating and still got up and, and played last year almost every snap. So, But if that offensive line from Florida State doesn't get better, and I think they've lost a couple of guys to suspension already, it's going to be tough for them to move Alabama and also to prevent them from getting to their quarterback. I, I don't know. I like Alabama in this one, like I said, pretty handily. All right. That is it, my man. Uh, going to wrap it up for tonight. Check out, again, fieldstreetforum.com. Hit the Classic City chat drop down on the, uh, up on the top of the, of the page. Hit the latest date. That will give you all the discussion. It's going to be firing certainly Saturday. Probably tomorrow night will be a busy night, too, don't you think, Jason? With all actual games to watch and everything. Um, oh yeah, finally. We've got uh all the front page stories and everything. Oh, real quick, anything with recruiting right now before we get out of here? Um anything major it. news coming? I did see I Cook is not major. visiting for, for Saturday now. He's gonna come for the Mississippi State game. When he originally gonna come for the App State game? Yes, I believe so. Okay. I did see he was switching that up. Um, oh, what about uh, Walthour? Is there any chance he may could commit? I think he is coming to the game this weekend. 
there any commit watch for him? You think, or what's your thoughts on that? I was, I would think he is. Yeah. I mean, he's missing one. Take some official visits and stuff, but you you could easily see somebody like that going ahead and going. Right. Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, by the way, Maryland and Texas, Texas is a seventeen and a half favorite. Take the Terps to cover or to uh, beat that spread, by the way. Um, all right. Hit, hit us up on social media at Field Street Forum, Field ST Forum on Facebook and Twitter. Give me a follow at The Real Dre across all social media. Um, y'all, it's here. No more talking about it. We get to actually watch it. Come Saturday, dogs kick it off. Six o'clock, six fifteen, kick off somewhere around there on ESPN. Watch it on TV and, and keep up with it and all the discussion on FieldStreetForum.com, FieldSTForum.com, and come discuss it with us. But until next week, go dogs. See you. <laughs>